Daniel chapter 20. Continuing to look at the life of David. I think in this passage we start seeing the the pressure that is building in David's life and we're going to see him make some mistakes kind of goes along with what Jeremy gave in testimony tonight how it can start out to be a good day and just in a moment you can make it a terrible day and do believe that David makes some choices here that um, really affects his life for a long time. And I I don't necessarily believe that it had to be this way, but uh, we see that that God is good and God still loved David and God uh, chose to uh, use David and and bless David in many ways. And, And so I think we're going to see this. If you recall... You can go back to chapter 19 and verse 18, and here this is after Saul had thrown the spear at him and and David had escaped, and it says that they came to his house to kill him, and and we know that Michael had had let him down out of the window and he had fled, and it said that, uh, so David fled in verse 18 and escaped and came to Samuel, to Ramah. And told him all that Saul had done to him. And he and Samuel went and dwelt in Naoth. And Naoth, as I told you, was a small hamlet. And it was a place that was the home for the school of the prophets that Samuel had. And and was training these men. And they were um, uh, God using them as prophets. And so it it was a safe place. This is the the place that you run to. This, This is where you go when, when you are uh, having some issues in your life and the circumstances aren't what you want them to, and they're not what you expect them to be, and there's a lot of pressure in your life. And, and uh, you, you know, you think about, you, you give thought to this church, and in the last couple of years when, when we made the determination in that old building that let's do something big for God, why can't we? What, what, what is wrong with that? And so we stepped out and, and Lord use us and, and, and do some great and mighty things in our lives and, and use the ministries and bless them and help us make a difference in this community. But you think about when, when we made that determination, you start looking around at all the families that have had some serious challenges in their life since then. And the, the, the challenges that have come. And you know what I praise the Lord for? You're all still here. And there are a lot of times when those kind of challenges come up that we lose them. Their, their faith is weak and, and their, their faith is small and they, you know, they, they get mad and they, they blame God. They, they get bitter and they walk away from God's people. They walk away from God's house. They, they, they stop serving the Lord like they should. And, and that is just the opposite of what God is doing in your life and, and allowing to take place in your life. Look, he, he has allowed those things to come in our lives, all of those challenges to draw us to him. And when we do that, then we become stronger in our faith, more usable, more pliable to God's will, and truly see 
God do a, do a magnificent work in, in our body. And that is what he's doing. And, and I thank God for that. But, and so here we saw in, in chapter 19, we saw David make some right decisions. And, and he went where he needed to go. And he went to the man of God. And he, and he, and he went to that, that mighty prophet. And he went to the one that is going to open up God's word. And he's going to encourage him. And he's going to pray with him. And he's going to to, to help protect him, and we saw that divine protection in, in that very chapter, and, and Saul himself came that, and was determined that he was going to kill David and, and wipe him out and get rid of him, and, and look, you're, you're not, the, the world is not going to do anything to you unless God allows it. That's just a fact, and people can say all that they want to, but it's God that is going to allow that to happen. Well, David had been anointed king by God and by God's power was going to become king and there wasn't a blooming thing that Saul was going to be able to do to him. And Saul found out his weakness. Now, Saul has absolutely no respect for me. I, I just, and maybe I'm wrong in, 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 in my thinking on this, but I just have no respect for Saul at all. I mean, Saul had everything given to him he, he could have had God's blessings, God's power. He, he could have been, been used in a way that, that the, the very first king of Israel and, and could have seen the, the magnificent power of, of God upon his life. And he squandered it all away because of his flesh, his pride, uh, the, the, the weak character that he had. And, and I, I just have no respect for him at all. And, and here we see that even when God laid him on his, on his face, and, and here he was uh, prophesying out of God's power, and there wasn't a thing he could do to David. And still, he goes back, and nothing changes. However, now we see, I see a turning point in David's life here where I believe it's a mistake. And I believe it's a mistake based upon fear. And I believe it's a mistake not only based upon fear, but, but it's the constant barrage of, of the attacks. And, 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 and here is Saul. He's just like, you know, Saul is just unrelenting, and he's not going to give up, and he hates me. And, he, and, and, and it would be a terrible pressure. You think about back in the day when the king wants you dead, pretty much you're dead. And, and so here's the king, been after David, and so David flees to the man of God. He sees that he has a wonderful protection there, but I, I just think that we see some bad things come in chapter 20. And with this, first of all, in verses 1 through 10, we see the impact of fear. And it says, first, big mistake, and David fled from Naoth in Ramah and came and said before Jonathan. First of all, he left the man of God. He, he left the place where, where that one was praying for him, that one that was encouraging him in the Lord, that, that would have, that, look, God had just shown him his divine protection of his life. Stay where you are. Stay where you are. But however, we see two things that I, I think that, two mistakes that David makes. First of all, he has the eye syndrome. Look at this. And he says, he, he goes before Jonathan, what have I done? What is mine iniquity? 
And what is my sin before thy father, that he seeketh my life? And so here we see that one of the first mistakes that, that fear, when it, when it comes in and starts to conquer our lives, then first of all, we start looking at ourselves and we start looking at our problem. We start finding out how small we are in comparison to our problem and, and we start making some bad decisions. And here was exactly what David was doing. David didn't think about himself at all when he fought Goliath, did he? He was defending the glory of God. He had no concerns whatsoever for his own safety. He said, I've killed a bear, I've killed a lion, I'll kill this guy. He's blaspheming God of Israel and we need to take care of it. I'll step out, I'll do it. Had a wonderful victory through that. But now he looks at King Saul and had just had a wonderful experience. And sometimes, many times, you find that when you have had a great victory in your life and you think, man, we got him whipped, that's when Satan comes in and hits you with the, with the hook. And that's when it really comes hard. And here was exactly what happened. Had a great day. Had a really good day. Then makes one bad decision and starts thinking about himself. And so here he goes and he runs to Jonathan. Now, I'm not saying that running to a friend is a bad thing. But in this situation, was it really a godly decision to make? Because how godly was Jonathan? I think, God, I think Jonathan understood some things about his position, but I, I dare say that Jonathan was going to give him the exact counsel that Samuel would have given him. And now, here he is. And then, so the second thing that I see that he makes a mistake, he starts looking at, at the fear that, and the problem that he has, and so he starts becoming self-absorbed in, in who he is and the problem, and, and, he, and he dismisses God uh, uh, from all of that. And so, and so in, in dismissing God, second problem is he tries to fix it himself. And so, okay, i got to do something about this. I know that God kept me safe this last time, but what about the next time? What about the next attack? Is God going to do this again? I don't know. So I really need to do something about this. So I'm going to go to Saul's son and, and, and get as close as I can to Saul to find out what's going on with him and, and be able to have these contacts with him and make certain that I can work out the problem. Uh, we, I, I don't, I'm sure you guys don't, but you know, I, I really do this a lot, trying to figure out that I like to be, I, I feel like, I have to be the problem solver. And so somebody tells you something, and my mind's constantly going, all right, how do we solve it? How, how do we? And you, and you gotta really got to get past that because it, it's not a, we can't solve it. And, and that's where the frustration comes. I, look, if I had a magic pill and I could give you a magic pill and make all your problems go away, then, hey, man, I'd be the richest man in the world. I don't have it. None of us do. And most of the problems that we have can't be solved by anybody else. It's got to be solved by turning it over to God and allowing Him to do it. And so here, and, and, but here He is. He starts thinking in His mind that, hey, I got to do this. And, and when you start relying upon yourself and you start thinking about yourself, that's when fear becomes insurmountable. And that's when we truly make some bad decisions and it continues to, to, to cascade. So and he said unto him, God forbid, thou shalt not die. Behold, my father will do nothing, either great or small, but he will show it me. And why should my father hide this thing from me? Is it, it is not so. 
Jonathan said, I don't believe you, David. I, I just don't think that's going to happen. And I don't know why you wouldn't think it's going to happen. He just threw a spear at him and tried to kill him and then sent guards to his, to his house. And David swear moreover and said, Thy father certainly knoweth that I have found grace in thine eyes. And he saith, Let not Jonathan know this, lest he be grieved. But truly as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, there is but a step between me and death. How, David, how do you know that? Did Saul say it? Well, it's not recorded. You ever play mind games with, with something going on in your life? You ever start questioning other people's motives and you have no idea what their motives are? Do, do you start thinking about instances that, that could happen and, well, what if this or what if this or what if this? And we can spend our entire lives fretting over things about what if. And you know what we forget? We forget a very simple proverb over in Proverbs 3. Proverbs 3 in two verses, verses 5 and 6. He tells us, he says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. So, first of all, trust him with all your heart. I mean, there, there, there has to, it's kind of like, and I, I've probably used this analogy before, but I know some of your little kids take swimming lessons in the summer, and, and one of the biggest steps that, that you have to teach your kid is, is just to get them to step off and, and step out into the water. And, and a lot of times you're, you're out there and you say, hey, come to me, jump to me. And, and it takes a great faith to step out and trust their dad to, to catch you. Well, that, that is what it's, that's what he's talking about here in our lives. There are certain things that we may not understand why this is going on. Why is it that, that, that I had fluid around my heart? Why is it that I ended up in the Greeley Hospital? Why is it that, that you know, there, there might be a possibility of cancer or, or you have had the pronouncement of cancer and, and whatever it is or some other uh, medical issue or, or whatever the challenges may be. And, and, and you think about the, the challenges that are there and, and, and all these things are, are coming up in your mind and it's at that very moment in that testing of time we need to trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Now it's not always easy, but we need to. And then he says, not only that, but lean not unto thine own understanding. Because you know what our own understanding does? It gives us an eye syndrome where all of a sudden we are self-absorbed in everything about us, and then we start making decisions that are, are based upon our flesh and our abilities and our way of thinking rather than in God's way of thinking, and, and we start making some major mistakes just like David did. So lean not under thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Follow him. I mean, we need to, we need to follow him. We need to look to him. Look, all the time we deal with, with ourselves, justifying our behavior. We deal with, with others that come for counseling. You also, I do, where somebody comes to me and, and, and you know, I, I don't know, through the years, I, I've had hundreds of, of people come to me, come into my office and say, 
look, me and, me and, me and Jackson are just, we're just not compatible and, and we're not getting along and, and this, just, this relationship just isn't working and, and, and we, we need help in fixing the relationship. Well, first of all, do it God's way. Quit living together and get married and, and, and do the right thing. Don't think that you can live together and think that God's blessings are going to be on your, on your marriage and on your life. I, I mean, and that's just one example. I mean, hundreds of, of people have come to me with that very situation because society says it's okay. God doesn't say it, it's okay. You know, you have people come and say, uh, and, and man, I just can't, I can't find a job. Well, quit doing drugs so you can pass a drug test. You know, don't, I'm not going to pray for you to find a job. I'm going to pray that you get your heart right and quit doing the drugs and quit living the lifestyle, that, that sinful lifestyle that isn't going to accomplish anything. So here we need to understand that, that our way, the way that we go, we ought to acknowledge God in, in the entire way. He ought to be the one that, that he is, if we're saved, he's with us. Are we ashamed to take him where we go? Let's hope that we're not. But we need to acknowledge him. And, 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 and I know I could go back and, and, and preach all of this and, and uh, stay here, but we need to recognize him and, and admit and, and confess him and, and know him by experience and all of those things and acknowledging him and, and, and uh, letting him have that. And then he will direct our paths. You see here, David made a mistake. He made a bad choice. He starts having the eye syndrome. And so now he starts going in a different direction and thinks, hey, I can deal with this. I got to deal with this. God's not doing this in my time uh, 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 slot that I have, and, and I need to get this fixed. And so he goes to him and, and starts thinking these thoughts, and then said Jonathan unto David, Whatsoever thy soul desireth, I will even do it for thee. And David said unto Jonathan, Behold, tomorrow is a new moon, and I shall not fail to sit with the king at meat. But let me go, that I may hide myself in the field unto the third day at even. Okay? All right? Nothing wrong with that. Okay? If thy father at all miss me, then say, David is hiding in the field. No. David earnestly asked leave of me that he might run to Bethlehem, his city, for there is a yearly sacrifice there for all the family. Jonathan, I want you to lie for me. Now, this is not right. I mean, this is why, I guess that's why I love David. Not, not because of his, his lying ability, but how that through all of this, we'll see that he does get things right with God and, and, and is passionate about God and, 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 and sorry for his sin. But, but in, right at this moment, he's let fear overwhelm him and brought him to a point where he's asking his friend to lie for him. And so if he th say thus, it is well, thy servant shall have peace, but if he be very wroth, then be sure that evil is determined by him. Therefore thou shalt kindly deal with thy servant, for thou hast wrought thy brought thy servant into a covenant of the Lord with thee, notwithstanding, if there be in me any iniquity, slay me thyself, for why shouldest thou bring me to thy father? And Jonathan said, Far be it from me, from thee, for if I knew certainly that evil were determined by my father to come unto thee, then would not I tell it thee? 
Then said David to Jonathan, Who shall tell me, or what if thy father answer thee roughly? So here we see the impact of fear. Secondly, we see the plan is instituted, and that goes from 11 through verse 23, and, and it's here that, that Jonathan said, okay, let's go out into the field, and, and it's out here that, that Jonathan made the determination that, that you go out here and you hide, and, and you can hide out here for three days, and while you hide out here for three days, I'll, I'll go back and I'll talk to my dad, and I'll see whether, whether he uh, uh, is, is mad at you or not, and then well, I'll come back out after the third day, and after that third day, I'll have the lad. I'll, I'll be shooting the arrows, and, and if it's okay, I'll tell the, the lad that's going out to get my arrows to go over to the left or to the right. I can't remember which, but go over to the left or the right, and it's okay, and, and find my arrows. But if I say that, no, you need to go on beyond, and you need to go further and go away out that way, then you know that my dad is mad and that that you, uh, you need to get away. And so that's the plan that was instituted. And then, then we see in verses 24 through 34, we need to go back and look at this, we, we see the maniac's reaction. And it says, so David hid himself in the field, and when the new moon was come, the king set, set him down to eat meat. The king sat upon his seat, as at other times, even upon a seat by the wall. And, and Jonathan arose, and Abner sat by Saul's side, and David's place was empty. You know something that's interesting on that too? I, it's just a thought that comes to my mind. And the king sat upon his seat, as at other times, even upon a seat by the wall. I just find that interesting. Why would the king sit with his back to the wall? Seems like he's probably a little paranoid, wouldn't you think? I mean, you, you sit with law enforcement officers, you go into a restaurant, and they always find the corner, right? Or they find where they're by the door, where they can get out, or they always have their back to the wall. I mean, Jesse James, you know, I'm sure wherever he went, he always sat with his back to the wall, except when he was fixing his mother's picture, you know, and gets shot in the back, right? And, and so, but, but here, it just seems like, I don't know, I read that just now, and it just dawns on me, it just seems like it's showing his paranoia. And so it goes on, and nevertheless, all spake not anything that day, for he thought something hath befallen him. He's not clean. Surely he's not clean. It came to pass on the morrow. There's, there's the mind working, isn't it? I, do you guys have a problem with your mind? Really? I, I mean, I, sometimes, I, I'm, I'm really, truly, I am glad to hear that. Because there are days when I think, God, you just need to erase this thing, you know? I mean, let's just start over, you know, erase it back to where I was about 10, you know? Let's just start over or something, you know? But, but our minds are just busy, you know? And, and we, we have all kinds of things thought up about what somebody is doing. Or, and, and here he is, he's sitting by the wall, he's paranoid, and, and now he's thinking, oh, okay, what's going on with David, you know? And all these things are going in his mind. And it came to pass on the morrow, which was the second day of the month, that David's place was empty. Saul said unto Jonathan his son, Wherefore cometh not the son of Jesse to meet, neither yesterday nor today? You know, God is good at that too, isn't he? So, sometimes he gives us time where he just, okay, he'll just give you time. Let that mind go over and over and over and over. You know what he's doing? I, I don't think, I know he doesn't want us to be sitting there 
and just grinding away at those, those thoughts, I believe he's given us an opportunity to take captive those thoughts that are trying to direct our mind and direct our, our, our walk away from God. And he's trying to give us time to take those captive and get things right with him and trust him. Lean not on thine own understanding. And, and in all thy ways acknowledge him. Uh, we, we, we really are, the, the battle is in our mind. So often the battle is in our mind that it's not taking place at all. Except right here. And oh, how we need to allow God to take control of that. And so, and so now he's, he's contemplating on this. And, and so he asked Jonathan where he's at. And Jonathan answered Saul, David earnestly asked me to leave of me to go to Bethlehem. Liar, you lied. And he said, let me go, I pray thee. For our family hath a sacrifice in the city. And my brother, he hath commanded me to be there. And now if I have found favor in thine eyes, let me get away. I pray thee and see my brethren. Therefore, he cometh not into the king's table. You know what I found also over the last few years that, that has, I, I, it, it has helped me, um, but I definitely don't have victory over things all the time, but just coming clean with God. Really coming clean with him. I mean, if you have a fear, tell him. Tell him you have a fear. Lord, I, I, I'm scared of this. I, I, I'm scared of what could happen. Here's where my mind's at. And, and open it up to him. He already knows, but, but it does help to, to share that with him. Lord, I'm, 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 I'm scared for this person, or I'm, I'm scared about this situation. I'm scared about the circumstance. I, I'm scared about, you know, what, what could happen in this. And, 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 and you know, I'm, 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 look, you know, you, you drive in here and, and, there are days when I've driven down the driveway and think and told God, Lord, I am scared that I'm going to mess this up, and I don't want to mess it up. And so, but I I do believe that there are times where all of us that if if we're going to to win this this mind battle, then the best thing you can do is no lying, don't lie to yourself, don't don't. Pray generalities to God, but just be wide open with him. Transparent and tell him exactly what's going on in your heart and your life. That's when he'll start helping you. And that's where he can give you the strength to get past that. And so here, and a family hath a sacrifice in the city. And my brother, he hath commanded me to be there, and now if I have found favor in thine eyes, let me get away, I pray thee, and see my brethren. Therefore he cometh not into the king's table. I believe Saul saw through it. Then Saul's anger was kindled against Jonathan. He said unto him, Thou son of the perverse, rebellious woman, do not I know that thou hast chosen the son of Jesse to thine own confusion, and under the confusion of thy mother's nakedness? For, and then he goes on to explain this. For as long as the son of Jesse liveth upon the ground, thou shalt not be established, nor thy kingdom. Do you not understand that as long as David is alive, do you not see and realize he will be the king and you won't have it? You know what I see? And we're going to see this, the shallowness of Saul. He, he uses this and he, and he plays Jonathan, tries to play him against David, and he doesn't care one iota for his own son. 
He cares only to kill David. And he uses his own son to, to, to try to get to David so that he can kill him by saying, look, you're never going to have this kingdom. Saul, you don't care about Jonathan in the first place. And we'll see why. Wherefore now, send and fetch him unto me, for he shall surely die. And Jonathan answered Saul his father and said unto him, Wherefore shall he be slain? What hath he done? And Saul cast a javelin at him to smite him. Yeah, yeah, Dad, you really care about me. You just tried to kill me just like you tried to kill David. How would you feel if your own dad tried to kill you? Wouldn't be very good, would it? Wouldn't feel good at all. And it probably messed you up for a long time. And here he was, and he did that. Whereby Jonathan knew that it was determined of his father to slay David. So Jonathan arose from the table in fierce anger. You remember that verse? What is it in Ephesians chapter 6? Provoke not your children to wrath. I would definitely say that Saul provoked his child to wrath. I, I, I couldn't imagine that Jonathan had, had any respect for his dad after something like this happened. And did eat no meat the second day of the month, for he was grieved for David because his father had done him shame. Not only did his father do him shame, Saul lost his kingdom Saul lost his life, and Saul killed his own son through battle. Now, he didn't kill him personally, but he got him killed, and he lost everything. He lost everything. That's a maniac. That, that, that is one that has allowed jealousy, carnality, disobedience to rule his life and destroy his family. And because of him, not only did Jonathan die in battle, you go later on, and I know that Teresa did a study on this lady in the ladies' Bible study. I think it's 10 of Saul's sons later on are killed. Brought in, in front of, and I can't remember who the tribe was, but they said, what can we, David, or I don't, even, I don't even know if it was David. I think maybe it was Solomon. Solomon said, what can I do to make things right between us? And he said, give us 10 of Saul's sons. Brings them up and hangs them. Kills all of them. And the one mom, remember, stays out there and, and shoes the buzzards away to keep the birds from eating her dead son. I mean, that's, that's wicked, isn't it? That's wicked. And that, that tells us the kind of man that Saul was. And here the, the maniac's reaction. But then we see the departure. And I'll, I'll, we're almost done. 35 through 40. I, I wrote it over in parentheses. David's worst fears are confirmed. You ever been in that situation? You ever been in that situation where your mind has been running and you sit down and you have a meeting or a phone call or a visit or whatever it may be and all these thoughts have been running wild and then all of a sudden your worst fears come true. 
You know, Job made the statement about whenever his, he, he got news that all of his family had died, he'd lost everything, and he said, I, I, I'm afraid that my worst fears have come true. Job thought that. What do we do? What do we do when that happens? What do we do when it comes to that point in our lives where the worst news is delivered to us? Well, here we're going to see what happens to David. And so he comes and tells him this, and as soon as the lad was gone, in verse 41, David arose out of a place toward the south and fell on his face to the ground and bowed himself three times, and they kissed one another and wept one, one with another until David exceeded. Jonathan said to David, Go in peace, for as much as we have sworn both of us in the name of the Lord, saying, The Lord be between me and thee and between my seed and thy seed forever. And he arose and departed, and Jonathan went into the city. You know, a couple of sad things about this. We're going to, we're going to see that from this, we see now David goes on the run for a long time. But also, I believe that from this point on, I'm not certain I'd have to investigate, but I think that David and Jonathan only see each other one other time after this. And I just find it sad. I find it sad that, and I question this, and I don't have any backup to this, okay? But I question this, David, what would have happened if you'd have stayed at Naoth with Samuel? Stayed with Naoth, and stayed with Samuel and Naoth, and just trusted God to protect you. He'd already shown that he would. What would have changed? Would maybe Jonathan done something differently? Maybe God, by his own hand, would have gotten rid of Saul much earlier. David would have reigned. Jonathan could have been his right-hand man rather than, than Abner and, and, and lived and had a wonderful friendship. I mean, do you see? I, I mean, these are all speculations, I know, but, but give thought to when, when we walk away when we're in a terrible, stressful situation and we turn and we go just the opposite of where we need to go, it changes everything. Changes everything. And I'm telling you that David was miserable for a lot of years. So what do we do? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Acknowledge him in all thy ways, and he will direct thy paths. Let's trust him. Let's live for him. And when our trials come, your trial is here, Sharon. Your trial is here with your husband. So what do we do? We draw closer, and we look to God. We don't know why he does it, but we trust him. The news that Paul is awaiting for, good or bad, we trust him. The news for Sharon, we trust him. Whatever it may be, even if our greatest fears come true, we trust him. We acknowledge him. We trust him with all of our heart.
and we'll see God do a wonderful work through our lives. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. And I thank you for the encouragement that it is. And I pray you bless and guide us, lead us home safely. And Father, I pray that you give us a productive week, one in which we have the opportunity to share your love and gospel with someone. And Father, we can encourage the believers, help the downtrodden, and just continue to live for you and see your blessings. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.